everybody. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And this is Coffee and Capes, our podcast about two of our favorite things, drinking coffee and talking about geek culture. Yeah, we haven't done it for a while. We haven't. We've we've had a coffee. We've had coffee. We've talked about geek yes. culture. We just haven't done it uh, as a podcast. Mm-hmm. It's back to the old days. Yeah. Like we would just do those things in person without actually recording them so true believers thanks for hanging out and being with us uh we've missed you sorry that uh we've been not posting for the entire month of november yikes but uh, the entire month of november it really was yeah because our last episode was the end of december end of uh october yeah now we're in december and it's now december so sorry month of november (laughs) (laughs) Life got in the way, folks. That's just how it goes. Yeah, these things happen. It's all right. So uh, thanks for coming back to us. Um, However you found us, uh, if you found us on YouTube, hi. Hey, guys. Um, If you found us on one of the podcasting channels, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, We like to give you a rundown of all the ways that you can connect with us. And I like to let John do that. (laughs) Yep. So, guys, you can definitely watch us on YouTube. we have our like the video recordings up there. So uh, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, all of the podcast listening channels that make your little heart a flutter. Uh, we are on social media. We, ha- we have a TikTok that we post to periodically. Um, we have an Instagram, which is coffee underscore the letter N and underscore the word capes. Um, we have Facebook, run Twitter, kind of. Um, and then uh, we have our website, right, where you can buy coffee and you can get comics in any form that's available. Um, and that is coffee, the letter N, the word capes.com. Or if that's too confusing for you, you can type comics.coffee in your URL and that'll take you to us as well. That's my favorite just to do. Yeah, it makes it super easy. And then uh, email, right? You can send us an email, supers at coffeeandcapes.com. Um, We're old, we, so we read our emails. We do read our emails, and we've gotten some really some great emails uh, from people. And guys, please drop us uh, like a little five-star rating in whatever podcast area that you listen to us at. Um, those reviews actually do help us reach more people. And by golly. We like talking to more people. We want to reach more people. I know it's annoying. Every single podcast you listen to says that, but every single podcast you listen to says that because it's true. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, nope. drop us a line. The world is run by algorithm and we need your help to be more reachable, <sighs> findable. Yeah. yeah, it's annoying and it kind of stinks, but it's also it's also part of the deal. It is part of the deal. And, you know, interact with us on social, on Instagram. That's what we really kind- like. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's really like, we enjoy interacting with people on, on social media and man, we've had a lot of like people say some really nice things about our super boxes, about the coffee and comics that they've ordered through us. Um, Oh, I do want to say we had our black Friday, cyber Monday sale, like everybody else in the uh, retail consumer universe. Mm-hmm. And guys, it was crazy. We had tons of orders come in. We are still trying to get caught up with all those orders. So we apologize. Please be a little patient. Um, 
we've switched up some fulfillment stuff and storage stuff in, in the month of November. That had a big part of to do with like why we weren't on here as yes. much. Right. Um, so if you don't get yourself quite as fast, we apologize. It's just, we're trying to get caught up with all the orders and, you know, and we'll be honest, the company is basically the two of us. Yeah. You're looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> like we have, we have other people that are we partners do. with us. Our we wives do. are partners with yes. us. Uh, Andrew, who is great. He's a partner with us, but they're very inactive partners. So basically like order fulfillment and comic selection and, and everything else that's Dave and I. Yeah. So, you know, thanks for your patience. Yes. We so much. So. Small, but mighty mouse. Yes. Yeah. All right. Without the most part. What else? Uh, well, speaking of some of those interactions, we have a little thing we like to do here called fan fiction, where we uh, we read some of your responses to what we've done. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm reading this one, and I realize I put it into a. Um, so sometimes we take our reviews and we put them into social posts, and I just realized there's a, a typo in this one because you know I was typing faster than my brain was thinking. Anyway. This is from Jerry. Uh, Jerry is a repeat customer. Like he he orders all the time. He ordered stuff for a gift for something. So great. Uh, which is cool. We think it's the best thing you can do is give people coffee and comics. Yeah. So feel free. We also have gift cards at the website, but everybody says that. And I'm not here to pitch that to you. Um, but Jerry had some really kind words. He said he was beyond blown away with my Spooktober box. Great books and delicious coffee. First time customer turned repeat customer. Thank you, coffee and capes. Uh, and he was not joking. Like, I don't know how many orders we filled for Jerry, but we have filled quite a few. Yes. And we we love it. Like we love our repeat customer. We love every customer. Like we're grateful for yeah. every single customer and every Absolutely. single purchase because it also enables us to give back um to the community and we donate to battle brothers which is a, a veteran-based organization feeding america um which we all know right needs needs some help and then also the heroes initiative uh, which helps artists and writers from comic books yeah, right, comic with, book creators that need some yeah. help and feeding america if help. you don't know is a program that um that provides it's the uh provides meals for folks that that uh that are experiencing hunger yeah um so you know it, it gives us that ability um so yeah like we're really grateful for every purchase and so when so. you guys say nice things man that's pretty awesome that. yeah yeah makes our day yeah especially because sometimes we're sitting here and we're like are we doing the right thing do people like this stuff ah, i hope so like you know we don't get a ton of orders i mean we get enough orders that it backs us up as two individuals with normal jobs as well um yeah you know the normal jobs feed the family this is <laughs> right not doing this, that right now not 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 yet but it's a it's a labor of love for sure mm -hmm. for sure so if there's anybody out there that wants an internship for coffee and comics <laughs> um literally i mean that we will pay you in coffee and comics for your internship right we have a number of things we could use some help with absolutely so just so you know um all right. as of yet we are not credited to offer you uh you know 
college credit or anything for your internship, but uh, we'd be no, happy but we'll to sign whatever document yes, you have absolutely. from school. It doesn't matter, yeah. like they, I, whether they give you credit for it or not is up to them. Um, and then one last thing that we like to talk about is our coffee. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. yeah let's, speaking so, of some of our products, we like to highlight a coffee each. Yeah. So episode. this one is uh, newer. It's Ivy's Elixir. It's one of our uh, flavored coffees. And it is stout Irish cream with sweet caramel, uh, non-alcoholic Irish cream, guys. Sorry, but absolutely delicious. And it has quickly become a top seller. We have added multiple flavored coffees to the profile because it turns out people love those things. Um, So check them out. We just added a brand new one, the Cowabunga Roast. Cowabunga. Cowabunga Roast to go with our first shop exclusive. What? Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 number one with a cover by Sweeney Boo. It is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> there. Thank you very much. Yeah, we got dad jokes for days. We do have dad jokes for days. But uh, it really is. It's a fantastic cover. It's a lot of fun. Um, it really, really excited. Really excited. It's available now to pre-order on the website. Uh, and it is discounted now until i believe christmas eve and then it goes to full price just uh for those that perhaps might not be so clued in to all the jargon what does that mean to have a shop exclusive john it means you can't buy anywhere else except here um literally like no other comic store nobody else is gonna have it so uh you know, you can get it here. We have a number of other shop exclusives coming. Very excited about those as well. Uh, we'll talk more about those at a different time. Yeah. Oh, and I almost forgot. People, you can find us on Whatnot again. We have been doing some Whatnot stuff lately. Uh, I think our next Whatnot show is going to be Star Wars themed with a bunch mm. of like, yeah, a bunch of like the the Dark Horse Star Wars stuff, which is pretty like the original. Yeah, yeah, some old school yeah, Star Wars right. stuff. Some old school Star Wars stuff. Um, and really those those things, like we're gonna do some Instagram live stuff. Yeah. But that's really a chance for Dave and I to interact with everybody kind of in person-ish. Although we are trying to get a booth at a couple of upcoming conventions. You're gonna see coffee and cape so many places, you're gonna be like, wait a minute. I know those guys. Right. You're going to walk by and look up and see like our annoyingly colored like booth and then our faces and go, oh, yeah, these are the over caffeinated comic book guys. (laughs) Right. Like they just look at us and be like, oh, that's why they do. Yes. You look at us and be like, oh, that's why they do an audio only medium. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, just kidding. All right. Uh, yeah, I had something I was going to say a second ago, and now I completely lost it because I'm old. That's right. Um, I guess moving on to the topic du jour. Yeah, guys, it's been a while. So, uh, oh, I know what I was going to say. Can I? Can I? Uh, can I confess something to all of you, good people? Sure. I have not watched a minute of Andor yet. So. That's my goal for uh, the month of December. I know, right? I know. Dude, I'm so ashamed. So good. Right? I, I'm going to yeah. go to confession later, or I've, I'm doing confession now. I'll I'll assign myself some uh, some penance. I don't. I don't and, think you uh, got to go that far. I think you yeah. just you know watch the thing. 
Well, that was going to be my assigned penance is to watch uh, the thing. I don't know if that's yeah. really a penance, though, like because well... you're you're getting to do something you wanted to do anyway. <laughs> See, that's the secret. That's that's a professional <laughs> secret right there. <laughs> right. Um. So before we do that, before we do that, Star Wars themed, uh, whatnot. That's my goal is to watch that show. Oh, you're not going to get through that before we do that whatnot show. Oh uh, well, yeah. it's all right. It's okay. It's good um, to have goals. I guess we got goals. Yeah, yeah, we got goals. All right. Dave. It's been so long, guys, that since we've done one that we've got two huge movies to talk about. Yeah. And I thought I thought we would do this in like a uh, almost like taking sides. Mm. OK. Yeah. Like I'm going to talk about why I thought. Black Adam was more enjoyable to watch than Black Panther. Ew. All right. Gauntlet Throne. Now, it's important to say, though, I enjoyed Black Panther. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. Like, I it, I don't know that it needed to be almost three hours long. <laughs> Seems excessive. <laughs> See, I don't understand people that complain about the length of movie. But whatever. That's fine. At least bring back intermissions. <laughs> right. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I remember. If it's going to be like two hours yeah. and 45 yeah, yeah. minutes long. Like here's a five minute give me intermission. A designated pee break. Yeah. Right. In the middle. Right. right. So if yes. I'm like, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm, I already drank my whole soda. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is this the safe spot? Like provide the safe spot. Right. There is right. a website that does that. You know, I can't think what it's called, but it's something that's like, pee breaks for movies like here's the here's a safe time to go but still a an actually oh, designated in uh yeah but have a designated like great idea years and years ago i don't know if yeah. you're a quentin tarantino fan i am a big quentin tarantino fan i think he's a phenomenal filmmaker um he he was just recently on a podcast that i listened to two bears one cave and they were interviewing him and one of the things that <clears throat> he like that it just triggered in me that i remembered was Going to see, he did a, a grindhouse movie setup where he directed one movie and Robert Rodriguez directed yeah. another movie. Each movie was like an hour and a half long. Yeah. And they played together yeah. back to back, but you had a 15 minute intermission in between like you did way back in the day. Right. And it was awesome because you sat there for an hour and a half. You watched the movie, like intermission came in. Everybody got up, went to the bathroom, got pizza, like refilled their drink, did whatever came back. And you were comfortable and happy to sit through the next hour and a half. Whereas like a two hour and 45 minute, like straight through shot, like black Panther, right? <clears throat> Wakanda forever. Do you have to get up and pee at some point? <laughs> the Especially older you age. get, Especially yeah, at our age. Right. I was yeah. just gonna say. Yeah. Um the older you get. Now, my question would be, I don't remember you having that complaint about the three hour and whatever 12 minute Avengers Endgame. So, but Avengers Endgame capped off like a a thing, right? It, it <laughs> For capped, sure. Yes. Like, like yes. that was the the climax and of you know, a whole long phase. Um, Wakanda forever. And so you had so many characters and so much going on and, and so many different storylines to get through to and to get it to a point where 
oh, okay, now I understand how we're getting back here to having Thanos and, you know, the Black Order yeah. and everything else <clears throat> brought back. And you have to have all of that to be able to get to the climax of that movie, right? And to set up subsequent phases with the additional characters that had been killed. You had to do it. Two hours and 45 minutes, though, for like this there were and i want to make it really clear like i loved the tributes that they paid to chadwick boseman mm -hmm. like man classy move marvel uh classy move ryan coogler on on doing that and they were so well done they didn't feel like shoehorned in there was emotional attachment right. to them right for sure yeah but then there was other stuff you're like did we need this? What could we have shortened this up? Could it have, you know, I don't know. It was, it was long anyway. Yeah. Dave. That was a long digression. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that folks, but that's kind of what, you, what we do. You're probably used to that from us by now. Yellowstone back on, by the way, season five of Yellowstone. I don't know if anybody's been watching it, but all hail Kevin Costner. All right. <laughs> We're done. Thank you for that. Some days uh, to so apparently, so if you're taking the stance that uh, Black Panther is what was it more enjoyable? Yes. Okay. You enjoyed Black Panther more than Black Adam. I did. I yes. found Black Adam to be more enjoyable than Black Panther. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So I don't know that that's necessarily true right. on your end. <laughs> which one of us is uh, Skip Bayless, and which one of us is Shannon Sharp? <laughs> I don't want to be Shannon Sharp. I don't want to be Skip Bayless. <laughs> anyway, sorry. We're gonna... <laughs> that was a weird reference, and it doesn't matter if you don't reference. understand. I'm going to be Charles Barkley. Okay, that's better. <laughs> don't be Skip Black Bayless. Panther wasn't One of terrible. Is enough in the world. It wasn't terrible. <laughs> no, it was not terrible. It wasn't terrible. Go ahead, Okay, Dave. so what do we do now? <laughs> We're professionals, folks. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I just like went on a tirade about the length of the movie. Yeah. But what what was it about Black Panther that you enjoyed so much? Well, clearly the as you said, the the beginning is was just as much a tribute to Chadwick Boseman as to the character. I mean it it seamlessly served as a uh, as a memorial for both right um and i think man what this movie had to do like we've had movies in behest where oh the characters died but you know especially in the comic book and geek culture world there's always a there's always an end around that you can bring them back mm. right even at the end of avengers infinity war when the snap happened, we knew all of those people were coming back. Right. Or we assumed that they all were. Right. Yeah. There it was it was emotional, but there was this you could kind of keep that at bay because in the back of the mind you're like, Yeah, okay, but I, I disagree. You cannot keep Peter Parker hugging Tony Stark at bay emotionally. Well, okay. You're right. You're right. Yeah. That that anyway, continue on. Yeah. That's that one go. moment that's, in that movie. Oh. Like everybody in the theater is like, 
Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But you know what I mean? But there's a, it's not a, it's not full on. Oh my gosh. These guys are gone forever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This is what the actor died. Not the character. Yeah. Very tragically. And well, I mean, yes, tragically. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so this, I've, I've read, uh, interviews from with Ryan Coogler where they said it was too it was too soon to just replace him with another actor mm-hmm. like we could not have done that and I think that would have been disastrous if they had tried yeah yeah I, I agree I mean there's there's a lot of people saying that you know Chadwick would have wanted uh Black Panther recast right and and maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I but he yeah. also was very vocal towards the end about giving uh, Letitia, right? Yeah. Um, her time to shine as Shuri. Yeah. Right. He was very supportive of that, and made that very clear. So yeah, I agree with you. I think recasting him at, at this stage of the game would have been very disingenuous. Yeah. And. For sure. I, I it would have not played well, right? It would have yeah. been one of those things that I think audiences would have just once they saw it would have been like, uh, uh, yeah, it just doesn't sit right. Too soon, yeah. There, so this is a this is a deep cut, and like four people at most are gonna connect with it. But years ago, maybe ten years ago, there was a a TV show, uh, Spartacus. Yeah. Hmm. And the actor that played Spartacus died, thing, of died of cancer. Yeah, died of cancer. And they recast him right away. Mm-hmm. And as good as the new guy was, he, and he was, was great. It was, but it was just not as good. Like there was no. something about that. And this is a much, much, much bigger property. Right. Yeah, I remember that with Spartacus as well, and I remember watching it um, with the original actor. Yeah, and then it they stopped making it, right? Yeah, for, for like a hot a, minute because yeah. he got yes. so sick and so weak right. he couldn't do it anymore. Right, and you're right; they recast that role basically immediately. Yes, and it didn't. Nothing against the guy they they recast; he did a great job. And Spartacus continued on for a number of seasons successfully. Two more seasons, yeah, and and it was but, an entertaining show, and I liked it, but it just didn't. Something was missing. Yeah, it didn't feel right. And it felt right. like they they just rushed yeah. the mourning period for that yeah. that actor. And I think that would have been how this would have felt had they tried to recast right. it. And when they did like flashbacks, they had the they had Retconning. the new actor, you know, they kind of recast the scene with the new actor in the flashback. And it just it just right. like you said, it just didn't feel right. Now again, that's a deep cut, and it's a it's not apples to apples here in this comparison because obviously Black Panther is a was a billion dollar movie, right? And not just a niche uh, TV show on stars like ten years ago. Like it's very right, deep. yeah. But still, like I think the 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 emotion of it translates. Like so, I'm glad they didn't do that. So that meant they had to do what they did. They you have to you have to somehow acknowledge that this character slash person right yeah is dead and the first the the opening and the closing of the movies i thought as you said just absolutely nailed that Mm -hmm. 
just nailed that. Um, my initial reaction after seeing it, seeing Black Panther Wakanda Forever the first time was, this is the most adult movie Marvel has ever done. And what I mean by that is not triple X rated, but obviously, but like, it's the most mature, like it's, it took that idea of, of grief and how we respond to deep grief ran through the entire thing. And maybe that makes it a little less fun for some folks. And we've talked before about how grief seems to be a motivator for a whole lot of different superheroes. Well, yeah, it's the Joseph Campbell you know, hero's journey. And that's, you know, well-documented every, every character. I mean, even, you know, in black Adam. Sure. Yes. Right. Right. They're motivated by grief. Yeah. But in a very, and in very similar, different, actually pretty similar, like reactions to that grief. Right. Right. Anger, uh, how for some, um, rage, rage, disconnect for others. mm -hmm. Like, uh, morning like i just thought i don't know i just really liked how they handled that and i loved seeing more of the stories of shuri and ramonda and uh and even and the you know a little bit of mbaku there uh who was i thought he stole like every scene he was in honestly for sure yeah and nakia man i one of my big complaints is that they did not give nakia enough to do Mm-mm. like lupita nuango if i'm saying that correctly is fantastic man she just captures she was jacked too yes she was can we Dude, just talk so about was, like so was uh uh angela bassett oh my god that angela scene Bassett's always been jacked man yeah but still but yeah no i get you like you're right her yeah. death surprised me yes me too yes i didn't i didn't like that <laughs> i didn't want her to it seemed almost piling on there at that point yeah um it seemed a little unnecessary so but I don't know. I just think it's, and we haven't even talked about Namor. Yeah. Namor. I, I'm sure there's a, there are some comic book purists out there that are like, oh, they changed the story and how dare you. And, you know, shouting at clouds. And that's fine. If you didn't like that part, that's, you know, that that's your reaction. Your reaction is your reaction. I liked it because it, it gave him a reason to exist as opposed to just being this person that, Oh, surprise, we've been living under the ocean forever. And Oh, by the way, we have the exact same name Atlantis as the DC property. And we're, I'm basically the exact same person as Aquaman. And, you know, it gave him some distinction. Um, I'll admit, I don't totally understand why he's been alive for 600 years or whatever but in the comics he, he was though too like he's he's you know been around forever in the comics sure he was often considered until they discovered apocalypse he was considered to be the first mutant okay for a long time for a long yeah. time in the comics he was considered the first mutant and then apocalypse you know uh came out and oscar isaac no, sorry, we are going the wrong way with that one. <laughs> Apocalypse in the comics is, you know, revealed to actually be the first mutant. But Namor, because Namor's so old, yeah, in the comics, you know, it's part of the invaders, like right, yeah, way back part, when, and, right, and right. all that jazz. So, yeah. Anyway, I just, I don't know. I just really think I thought it was really, really well done. Um, obviously, like any movie, there's some things that didn't work, and the stuff that I wish was a little different, but. 
it felt like even though so even though the Namor story was so very different from what we're used to in the comics, it was a similar or his background was it was a similar story, the interaction between his world and Wakanda. Yeah, that was that was pretty on point. Um, yeah. That was pretty on point. And I, I actually thought I can't remember the actor's name now. What was the actor's name who played Namor? Do you remember? Uh, he's new. It's I don't know if I know how to pronounce it. It's like yeah, I've only he's only been in a couple of things that I recognize. Um, but in, you know, while you look that up, one of the things, and I said this when we went and saw it right afterwards, was what I one of the things I really liked about that movie was the way that he portrayed Namor. Mm-hmm. Because Namor always considered himself to be above. Yes. Right. Right. He was he was above everybody. He was, you know, strong and, and regal and condescending. Yes. Right. And yeah. and righteous, like very, yes. very righteous um in everything. And there are, I, I mean, really it's interesting because if you take a look at Black Adam and you take a look at Namor, their personalities are pretty are ex- similar. Are, are extremely similar. Yeah. Extremely, extremely similar. I might have the pronunciation wrong. I probably have the pronunciation probably, wrong here, yeah, but Tenoch Huerta. Yeah. So he did a great job. Actor for the, for I thought you did a great job. Yeah. I absolutely. one of one of my things has has been recently like the the vast and drastic changes that uh, the Marvel MCU has made with regards to characters and where they come from and what their power sets look like and all those kinds of things. Yeah. But, you know, I had an interesting thought and it, and it kind of hit me was, which helped me not to get wrapped up in the massive shift that they made with Namor and uh, everybody else was that, you know, there's, we got introduced to the multiverse theory. Yes. Right. And in the multiverse, anything goes right. Yeah. Right. Those, those things can be changed and be retconned very differently and present very differently and create and shape a very different universe. And we have no idea what universe this is. It's not 616. It is not 616. So everything that we have grown accustomed to, like growing up with in the comics, comics, yeah, right? You just kind of toss out the window and give them carte blanche to do what they're going to do, right? My big yes. complaint about Miss Marvel was her uh, gem power thing, right. Yeah. right? Yeah. And I let that very much take me out of that show and and make it less enjoyable. And I still hold umbrage with the way that they massively altered her power. Um, but again, right. They, they can create whatever universe they want now. And it, it's, if I'm going to enjoy these things, like truly enjoy them, like you just realize like this is just a different, different universe, right. Yes. That they're building out yeah. something kind of like with the ultimates universe. When that was introduced, right. so yeah. many things were different and so many storylines changed and origins changed and characters changed. And some people had a really hard time with that universe because everything was vastly different. Well, if you knew that they were different universes, it made each one even, I, I think more enjoyable because you could read about 
the Fantastic Four in the Ultimate Universe, and then the Fantastic Four in the Six One Six Universe, mm-hmm. and so much different, right? right. And really yeah. enjoy the fact that like Reed Richards went psycho pants in the Ultimate <laughs> Universe and became the Maker, yeah, right. And it was cool to see those things. So I was I, I was okay with the change they made. The thing that I struggled with and i i kind of understand you know they're traveling down 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 into the depths of the ocean where it is dark yeah right but come on guys (laughs) like give us a little more than what you did it made that whole experience of seeing uh namor's like city under the water palocan yeah, thank you. Uh, made it a little too dark and like fuzzy for me. Okay, just visually, you you yeah. wanted it to be a little more engaging. I would have liked yeah. it to just yeah, a little bit more engaging, just even a little brighter, so you could sure. see a little better, and maybe everybody doesn't look quite as fuzzy as they did. I I don't need it to be Aquaman. Yeah, right, because that's like. That's like Las Vegas in the middle of the ocean, <laughs> super bright lights everywhere. That's, that's a good, that's a good comp. That's true. Right. Yeah. But somewhere in the yeah. middle would have been nice. Yeah. Right. I feel like we had Las Vegas underwater city and then we had Gotham underwater city. <laughs> and we needed something in between. We needed we need metropolis. metropolis. Yeah. 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 We need a metropolis like, yeah. right in the middle. Like, <laughs> right. I thought right. the sun thing was kind of interesting. Yeah. Right. The underwater sun thing. I don't know that I fully comprehended that. Yeah, so it, it somehow kind of was vibranium like a lost somehow moment becomes, for me. Yeah, yeah, somehow vibranium. I, I, I think it was my interpretation is it was intended to demonstrate just how much Namor and uh, and his people had to lose if the world begins to search the ocean for for vibranium and finds them. Right. And I thought that part was believable. I thought that part, I thought part, that part of it landed. The motivation part yeah. landed. For sure. Yeah. Um, um, I like, but I, I don't think that that, that was an issue. Okay. I think for me, like, so I honestly feel like this could have been either you could have taken pieces out and made it shorter. Right. Or you could have expanded even more and made it two movies. Two movies, yeah. And it kind of found a in between spot. I I can understand that. I can understand yeah, it's being that way because it 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 two hours and forty five minutes. Like after a while, there are certain scenes like wholeheartedly that I was like, eh, we could have done without this. I did like the interaction between Namor and Shuri, mm-hmm. and that scene where like she goes, she's in Talukan, and like she they they understand each other. Yeah. And in some they, ways, they like do. the the understanding of each other adds kind of some a tragic element to their battle then, like the inevitability yeah. of their battle. Yeah. Because they like and res- they well, maybe they don't like, but they at least respect and understand each other. Sure. Um and yeah. Suri's journey to like deal with the grief of losing her brother and eventually like finding a way finding her way 
to being Black Panther, like kind of through the science and then and then through and then acknowledging her rage. Like I thought I thought visually when she rounds that corner and and it's and oh, gosh, we totally forgot our standard coffee yeah. tapes, yeah. Uh, you know, spoiler <clears throat> alert here. She rounds the corner and it's Killmonger that she sees. Mm hmm. And, you know, how she had talked about wanting to burn the entire world. Mm -hmm. And what's the, what's the visual behind them as they're, as they're talking? It's flames mm -hmm. running up the side of the walls. Like, that. She's, she's connecting with that part. I just thought, like, that little visual moment connects with the story and with the, mo and with the character. I just, all that, all those kind of little touches just landed for me, I guess. So... Yeah, I, and don't get me wrong. Like, I, I still like, I enjoyed it enough, right? And as a, as an emotional kind of movie, right? Yeah. It, it had some really strong moments in it. Yes, hundred percent. But I'm talking about which one did I have more fun watching? Sure. Okay. Fair. Yeah. And yeah, for yeah, yeah. me, right. I had, and it's not a perfect movie by any any stretch, and I'll admit that because there are a couple of things I I have issue with. But I thought, one, as a comic book guy, there were some things in Black Adam that were just dead on the money, like one hundred percent. As a matter of fact, when Rachel and I went and saw that, you know, one of the things that she said afterwards was that she actually thought was annoying, but she's not a comic book person either was that he never walked anywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. His feet never touched the ground. Yeah. And, and what I told her was that's because in the comics, he doesn't feel like it's beneath him to, to touch walk. his feet to the ground and walk. Yeah. Like he is yeah. that guy. He just looks down on everybody. And this is where he and Namor like share a lot of sure. similarities, right? Is yes. He, he looks down on everyone yeah right his people like he's there to protect his people that's his job that's his mission is to yes. protect them um but he does not see himself as one of them he is their protector he is imbued with the power of the gods like he is right therefore himself a god um and you know whether or not you are a, a fan of the rock, right? Can you um, not be a fan of the rock? Who's not I a fan? Know. Of the there rock? are those weirdos out there. They're not a fan of the rock. Okay. But no matter what what you think, man, I thought he did such a good job of embodying the persona from the comic books of Black Adam. For sure. What I, like that picture you have behind you. Like that look right there. That's yeah, that's hundred percent. That's look. that yeah, intense, like yeah. Yep. I am better than you. Right. I will destroy you. And I thought, you know, for a movie that there was debate on whether or not it was going to be R. Yeah. And it landed as PG-13. Yeah. They did a really good job of not going into like the graphic violence of seeing the people die that he killed. But not shy away from the fact that he's killing people that he's killing people. Like right. when he yeah. chucked 
that guy yeah. in the air yeah. and they and he's working with the JSA and the JSA like Hawkman's like hey you got to keep that guy alive so that we can talk to him and you see him flying through the air and he lands <laughs> and he's like I don't think he's going to make it I don't think he's going to make it first of all one of my big fears going into this movie was we were going to get jokey right ha ha yeah we talked about that the usual the rock. rock character Right, the usual rock character from like Jumanji or or yeah. whatever other like you know right. uh, movies that he's made for Disney lately, and that was my big fear was like, oh man, are we gonna get the family friendly like yeah. version of Black Adam? And I don't think I don't think we got that. I think we got like moments where his lack of understanding of the era that he's in and the people that he's around and how he how people are acting in that day and age made for funny moments. Yes. The and he had some funny reactions, but he did them without being jokey. Right. He did them without being He never being broke. Jokey. Like, I don't know if he ever smiled in the entire movie. No. I did not see him smile until the end credit scene. Oh, yeah. And he had that little smirk when yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know who showed up. Yeah. Right? So... I thought, and, and so let's, I want to clarify really quick my beef with, with the movie that I knew was going to be a beef. So I just kind of walked in and I'll be honest, like I walked into black Adam with much lower expectations. Yeah. And, uh, then I did walking into Wakanda forever, which maybe that's part of our quote problem Possibly. that, you know, when you go in with neutral or, or low expectations, black Adam surprises you. Yeah. with how fun and good it is and when you expect the world of of black panther wakanda forever it's hard for it to to live up to that yeah sure i mean we ran into that with thor love and thunder but i'm for gonna be sure. honest yeah i went back and watched thor and love Th love and thunder like put it on in the background while i was doing some yeah. work you know and was watching it and and hanging out and man that is such a campy movie it is like the first half of that movie is so campy. It is hard to get into. And it and it really takes you out of the second half of the movie when the emotional impact of like Jane and everything takes hold. Um, Chris Helmsworth recently said, like, if they do another one, it has to be a completely different tone than Ragnarok and Love and Thunder. So mm. uh, I would like to see that anyway. So, um, I. but I thought I heard he said apparently he's got some kind of health thing and he's not. Yeah, doing he's anymore? got some kind of health thing, but he he is contracted, I think, for another Thor movie. OK, so anyway, um, but in Black Adam, like I went in with lower expectation because there were a couple things I knew were, was going to happen. One, my assumption was The Rock was not going to have an accent. Oh, yeah. Right. And two, he probably wasn't going to know how to speak a foreign language. And he spoke a foreign language for a heartbeat. And I got excited. <laughs> and then immediately upon his resurrection, uh, he did not have an accent anymore. And he spoke a foreign language for about 20 seconds. Yeah, I get it. I guess that's one of those things where for me, it's like just suspend disbelief and it doesn't bug me. Like, yeah, I'm... I think for me, though, I would have liked to have like, I'm OK with everybody speaking English because the movie is made, made for, for an right. English speaking that's the audience. Thing. Like you're in it. You're in a country that's not 
English speaking, but everybody's speaking English. Right. So and right away, gotta, it's sort of a weird. Yeah. And, and you got to kind of be like, OK, right. But but. But. At least hire an acting coach to teach you how to speak with an accent that is regionally like accurate. They've been waiting 15 years to make the movie. He spent a lot of that time getting even more jacked, if yeah. that's possible. Possible, right? Right. He thought it was. <laughs> but, you know, that's but that's my that's my lone yeah. like actual beef with the movie. Um, the no, that I take that back. That's, that's my lone actual beef with like The Rock. Yeah. The other beef that I had was Cyclone. Um, I just thought that like, as visually cool as like her stuff was, yeah, I felt that she was kind of lost a little bit in everything. Yeah. Um, like like she Nakia, she, they didn't give her enough to do. And there's, there's, yeah. there's an interesting character there. We just didn't get to meet her. Exactly. Now, however, uh, Pierce Brosnan is Dr. Fate. He was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Uh, I didn't like the way his story ended. Like it just felt like it, just a completely unnecessary. Oh, we're just gonna, you know, the plot requires it, so we're just gonna have him sacrifice himself. Like it's just. However, to your point, is he really dead? Well, from like your point true. from like Endgame, yeah. like yeah, yeah. is he actually dead or is he gonna come back? Yeah, because Doctor Fate has that history. Sure. Right. Um, Hawkman was awesome. Awesome. He was. He was so fantastic. good. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, yeah. actor that played Hawkman has been in a ton of stuff too. Aldous Hodge. Is that right? Aldous Hodge. Yes. Um, And he did so good as Hawkman. Uh, right. And again, there's a, there's a whole, there's a history, a comic book history of a particular attitude mm -hmm. from Hawkman. Who's yes. also kind of that I'm better than you. Yes. hundred uh, percent. I'm stronger than you. Uh, He's old. Like he reincarnates and yeah. has his memory every time he reincarnates. That's like yeah. one of the big things, right? Right. In the nth metal. And he has that same arrogance that Black Adam has. Yeah. And that same quick temper that Black Adam yes. has. He doesn't really play nice with others. He always thinks he should be in charge. Yeah. Right. And that and, and Aldous Hodge played that perfectly. And watching, I was not sure how that would play watching like Black Adam fight those guys. Yeah. But so good. Like, so good. And the effect that also I thought Adam Smasher was great. I don't care what anybody says. I thought he was fun. And as especially as a kid who like just kind of became Adam Smasher and he's figuring sure. it all out. Yeah makes mistakes clearly right <laughs> yeah. yeah but his heart's in the right place um and that's very much comic book accurate with adam smasher in in the comics who ends up kind of following black adam around hmm. he becomes like a, a black adam disciple and I'm, goes and helps him protect i did Tonga. not know that i'm not familiar mm -hmm. enough with those books yeah um okay but really like i and you brought this up and i thought it was amazing as well was how black adam moved oh yeah 
right? Um, it, it was so cool to see something, <clears throat> to see him move like super fast, but not always like, you know, up vertical, like moving around like Superman does, but instead like that hovering moment and then. Yeah, right, right, right. right. To the side. Yes. And I thought, I mean, it ended up being kind of ridiculous, but but pretty funny that throughout Black Adam just never used a door. <laughs> he just one of the ways that he demonstrated his superiority was by just going through every single wall. And, and finally somebody's and then they pay it out. off. Right. They finally pay it off. Mm -hmm. Oh, you didn't have doors back in the day. No, of like, course we did. Of course How would we, we get from one room to another? But he just keeps plowing <laughs> through walls. And then right after that, he plows through another wall. Uh-huh. Because that's who he is. Like right. all that stuff, right, right. he he realizes he has all this power. Yeah. The rules don't apply to him. Yeah. Yeah. Plain and simple. And I really liked the way that they made his story so that it was this tragic moment of loss right yeah that yes. and and he's like i'm not a hero i wasn't chosen to be the hero yeah it's like i was given this power and it's a curse and i am filled with rage and anger and loss and like and he not once did he was he like i'm a hero right you know yeah and i thought it was i loved this and there were some interesting similarities, I feel, between like Black Panther and Black Adam um, when you really look at them. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting was like the JSA shows up to take Black Adam from Kandak, who has risen from, you know, his slumber and is getting like getting rid of the bad guys like that have shown up. Yeah, getting and, rid of the oppressing yeah. military force. That's right, the oppressing military force. Occupying that, the land. Right, that the world has ignored. Yeah. Has yep. chosen to ignore. And then the minute that they get a metahuman of their own, and they even said this. like, Right, I really like that they said it. Right, they called it out to the JSA. They said, we've been asking for your help with this problem forever. And nobody, not one hero has shown up to help us. And the minute we have our own hero, you show up to try and take him away yeah. and cause all of this destruction and yeah. all of this damage. Yeah. You did that, not right. him. And the JSA response to that, especially Hawkman's, was terrible in the sense that it was a bad answer. Uh huh. And and they acknowledged it. They said that's and they the movie said as much. That's a bad answer. Like yeah, stop. Right. Like so, I do I do really appreciate that part, especially that part of the of black adam that the uh the real world analogies there about how countries relate to one another and what it means and you know some critique of uh of especially of the u.s and how we use our military and that's right you know we don't have to have that conversation as part of this podcast but it's i love it when movies do stuff like that when they're willing to um critique the world around them i mean that's to me, that's one of the best aspects of fantasy and sci-fi and geek culture is that it's a way to make, it can be a way to make statements about the world we actually live in mm -hmm. by using a fantastical world that makes it a little more palatable. Yeah. Um, 
and and Wakanda Forever does that too, right? 100%. They yeah, they absolutely sure. do that as well. You know, right in the beginning, like showing up and saying, "Oh, you think we don't have the ability to take care of ourselves anymore because King T'Challa is gone?" Yeah, and the U.S. and France send in that <laughs> special ops team to uh-huh. try and take some of the secrets from Wakanda, and right. they get right picked up and uh paraded in front yep. of the u.n yep. assembly yeah and they're like you did this you sent these people here because you want what we have yep and you Not... think we can't defend ourselves right well, and you again. don't think we can pre- defend ourselves well yeah um and the know... moment the moment late in the movie when um agent ross is confronted by uh director blah 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 defontaine yes thank you uh, and he says, imagine what, can you imagine what the U S would do if it had access to this, to that weaponry, that power. And she gets that, like, she, she, everything, but goes, <laughs> right. And she's like, like, absolutely. I can. Yeah, that's I've been dreaming about it. I I dream about it. And it yeah. makes me happy essentially yeah. is what yes. it, what it comes down yeah. to. Um, she's like, I can't wait for that moment. And right. That's, yeah. You know, that's pretty real to life too. So as right. much that's... as the Julia Louis Dreyfus character kind of annoyed me in that movie, that was a that was a well. Good and they're clearly, I, I mean, they're clearly putting her in like the Nick Fury position to pull together the Thunderbolts team and right, and all right. that jazz. Like that's that's clear that that is happening. Um, you know, so we'll we'll see how that that plays out. But that was one of those things. Like I thought in the movie could have been a post credit scene. Yeah, it didn't like, like, right, like right, right. we didn't need to cut away yet. to Langley three times. No, like that was unnecessary. It was right, like, right. I, yeah. Um, and if you're going to do it, like expand it out more and turn it in, like I said, into Make it two movies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think one of the big things for me lately with comics, even and and because uh, we were just having this conversation the other day, like I, I find myself drifting more and more into like the indie comic world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have my staples that I absolutely love. Like I, I can't read enough Harley Quinn. She is just like the best. Right. And, and there's some other stuff. And when it comes to like superhero comics, even then, like I think that, you know, Oh, invincible yeah, invincible is is, is just probably one of the best superhero comics out there anymore sure um but i think that there's i i don't know and like when i think about the movies that are that have come out recently they're trying to do one of two things either trying to be too funny like you got with thor love and thunder or we're trying to be way too serious. And I get it. Wakanda forever had a pretty heavy, like feel to it. I think because yeah, it's Chadwick yeah. Boseman, right. right. Um, which, which set the tone for the entire movie right out of the gate and, right. and made it a little more serious. When I think about like, what am I looking for anymore in a Marvel or DC movie? Like, what am I like? What am I really wanting out of that? Yeah. And I think back to phase one and what made phase one like just so incredible. Well, part of it was it was new. Sure. Right. right? Over and over again, I'm hearing on podcasts or reading on reviews. People are just burned out. 
yes. of all the superhero stuff. And I get it. Like, I mean, this has been, we've talked about this a lot of times. Like this has been our dream since we were little right. boys reading comics that, yeah. Oh my God, what if there was a great movie with these characters? And now that's all we get almost. There's, there's some other good stuff out there. Yeah, so I, I mean, do understand the saturation thing that people can be fed up with it. And there is a, there is a bit of a, I mean, these movies can be a little formulaic because there is sort of a, a trajectory sure. that they kind of go yeah. through. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I get that piece of it, but I could see where if you were going to, I don't know if you were going to, but if you're going to finish that, your statement with that's why black Adam wasn't more enjoyable for you because it kind of hits that middle ground of hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's still new and it it's fun while also being enough of the comic accurate, if you will. Yes. For me, for me, that's what made black Adam fun. When I think about like rewatchability, yeah, I can go back today and and rewatch Black Adam, and it would still be fun, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's the right length to be able to sit through and sure. watch it yeah. and and come away and be like, that was great. Like, I think that DC, despite all its flaws, might be in a better position than Marvel for the future of its cinematic universe because. Marvel has such grand plans, right? And and it's hard not to get excited for them because yeah. we get the Kang Dynasty and everything else. But yeah. they have such grand plans that to create an interconnected storyline in every individual character story, you need a lot of space. That's true. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that... In some ways, I think that makes the Disney Plus shows for Marvel uh, a better and more significant platform than cinematic movies right now. I can see that because you you have a little more time and space to do stuff in a TV series right. than you do in a movie. When you think about like She-Hulk was eight episodes, right? Yeah. Uh, Moon Knight, eight episodes. Each one's like 40 six, minutes. But yeah. Was it six? I don't I think know. so. But, but we're going to get a matter. second. Like yeah. you could set up so much more in those TV episodes. Right. Right. Than in a movie because yeah. you have space, you have time. You could run it out to 10 episodes and nobody's going to blink twice. We're yeah. going to be like, cool, there's a new episode because TV has that history. Yeah. Right. Uh, we're getting Daredevil Born Again in and not wait for that a tv series yeah and we're all cool with it like yeah. the first daredevil tv series was amazing the punisher tv series was amazing iron fist was eh, not amazing not amazing but luke cage was incredible luke cage was incredible right jessica jones was good like yeah there, there's a i liked great... the defenders but apparently i was the only one <laughs> no i like the defenders okay. too i thought it was good okay um so you can see like they have the budget to be able to do it. They you can still do some amazing things in these shows. And when you're doing the movies, right, for Marvel, like there's there's now high expectations on Marvel. Yeah. Every single Marvel movie that comes out is expected oh, to lay sure. the groundwork for the yes. next one right. and to pay homage to what's come before and right. to tease right, right. what hasn't been yet. Yep. DC has screwed it up <laughs> so bad. So much. <laughs> so bad yeah that when we get something like black adam 
you can introduce the JSA in the way that they did as basically the foil to Black Adam more so than the villains. Yeah. And and then at right. the end kind of come together and they have like their little powwow of like <laughs> high five. Hey, we all did it. And Black Adam's still like, yeah, but I'm staying. You're leaving. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And I did, yeah. 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 And you don't get to take me away again. Right. Um, that is the one thing I think they could have done with that. I think they could have absolutely 100% like removed the whole like him being taken in and put into the little container. That piece was so dumb because you knew he was not going to last in there. Right. And like, it, don't do it, it was literally 30 seconds. Like the moment yeah. they left the water with him underneath the water, like 10 seconds later, oh gosh, out. we need to rescue him again and yep. get him out. Uh, like that part. Yeah. That so part annoyed you, you know, me. Yeah. But you take that out and overall like it's definitely one of the better dc movies we've seen oh for sure yes right um i liked it more than shazam i liked shazam too though i know shazam was good but uh, shazam was a family movie it was it was at the end of the day shazam was a family movie right that's true which it should have been right correct right and shazam needed to be a family movie because dc had you know Zack Snyder, who, while he's a great <laughs> filmmaker and he's done some incredible stuff, like he made everything super hella dark. Right. Yeah. Um, and we had Wonder Woman, which was a, a phenomenal yeah. movie. And then we had Wonder Woman 84. Not so much. Um, so bad. You know, the first Aquaman, which, again, I think was a family film. It was fun. Right. right. Yeah. And it was yep. fun. Yeah. Uh, and then we had some misses and then all the, the chaos Whatever. around what's happening with right. DC. And, right. you know, then we got the Suicide Squad, which I thought was awesome and not fun. a family movie <laughs> and not a family movie right but so good so entertaining but so yeah. good thank you james gunn yeah and then we got the the black adam movie and again my expectation was eh, we'll see what it see what it is and i, I was entertained and i was sure. like yeah are you not would, entertained I, yeah i would watch that again and i would yeah. watch that again before i watched wakanda forever again and i think it's because Wakanda Forever was so long and so heavy. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I think that's correct. And it was heavy from yeah. beginning to end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a couple of light moments, like what? Be- you think because we live in the mountains, we don't have access to books? <laughs> right. That yeah, great. that was great. And yeah. I think that's why M'Baku really like did steal a lot of the scenes he was in because yeah. he was, man, his interaction with Shuri was so kind. Right, especially after Ramonda's death. Mm-hmm. and yeah. so yep like gentle yes and i thought man that is so good like what a different side of this character uh and then he becomes king of wakanda at the end or is poten- is setting himself up to be no they've said it in the media like he does he is essentially becoming the king of wakanda okay um but that moment back to that moment between he and shuri that thing he said it's something that's true of as I I mean I as others have written what did he say the world has taken too much from you right to for you to be considered a child yes yes and yep. that's a statement that's not just true of the Shuri character but in a lot of ways of the as it's been written and explained of the black experience in the United States of America like right yeah it's like that stuff that stuff is just so powerful 
Um, and to that point, like it's now 2022 and we finally, we have a movie that centered not one, not two, not three, but four. And in some ways, five black women. Mm-hmm. That's pretty damn cool. Like we haven't yeah, even talked about great. Riri Williams. We didn't even get to talk about Riri Williams. Yeah, Riri was... Williams was phenomenal. They yes. cast perfectly for yes. Riri Williams. I'm excited for yeah. that series. Yeah. yeah the Ironheart um, series. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that series. I'm actually excited that they took Armor Wars and are going to make Armor Wars a movie because honestly, like Rhodey and uh, that character, like I thought, you know, he's been such a big part of the MCU up to this point. And that's a big story. Armor Wars sure. is a big story. Like, sure. Yeah, really is. Um, But, you know, with with Black Adam, it's not going to make the money that Black Panther Wakanda forever does. Like, it's just not, it's not right. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Um, But I think it shows, right. It is possible to make entertaining DC movies. Right. Yes. Um, that are well done. That are well Enough. done. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Like the critics, hated this movie for whatever reason yeah. man the audience loved it yeah audience scores are off the charts and right. i would agree with the audience scores and you know what the the critics yeah whatever nobody likes again it. i really think a lot of that is at least the ones that i read or listen to they're just so like professional critics who don't especially don't have like the connection to the history of the stories and the and the books which is understandable not everybody sure. does they're just so over superhero stories and that's understandable i mean even we've talked about it i mean i even have like a little fatigue when it comes to to superhero movies um lately and you know i love them like i i love these things but i think we could have a little break we could have some i I do think that's part of it that there's there's and you go you were asking like what made the difference in phase one for marvel well, there was time between stuff. Now that's like of time. you every 10 seconds, it feels like there's a new there's a new property out that you got to right. got to consume. And so I do think that's a piece of it. Now, before before we we wrap up. Yeah, I want to talk about the greatest part of the Black Adam movie. And that is the end and the credit scene. Oh, yes. Oh, man. First of all, I can't believe they haven't actually signed Henry Cavill back to play Superman. Yeah. What are you doing DC? Get on that. Like get on it. And the two of them on screen together, Superman and black Adam. So good. Crackled. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. And that was the most Superman like Henry Cavill has looked yet. For sure. With a little curl coming down and his hair was a little bit closer and Henry Cavill's a big dude. Like mm-hmm. he's he's big on his own. Yes. And uh, you know, we had a much bluer suit and the bright red and yellow, right, like right. S was much more prominent. That was something I've been dying to see since yeah. he since he came to the screen. And I and I've said this before and I'll say it again. I think Henry Cavill can be is a phenomenal Superman in that. They just need to give him like, the right the story, the right, yeah. the right tone of story instead of the, 
oh, I'm so angry and I'm so blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and I'm going to be not Batman. Gonna... Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah stop not... giving him Batman. He's the stories. bright, like he's the bright and light. soul yeah. of right. like right, right. the Justice League. When yeah. everybody else, like he's the one, like when Batman's being pouty and Batman, he always shows up and he's like, you know, Bruce, you could smile every now and then. <laughs> right. Shut like, up, Clark. <laughs> right. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> my right. big, my only complaint with that, that closing scene with the two of them was it, since when does Superman work with Amanda Waller? What? He doesn't. I, I think Amanda Waller is just part of the U.S. government. And like, okay. she sent that message and she's yeah. like, you know, I like, I can call this guy and he'll, you know, whatever. And she called and, you know, they probably worked together on some level, but at the end, like I, that was one of those. I was like, yeah, whatever. Like somebody's yeah. got to be able to call him. And be like, sure, hey, okay. Superman, like yeah. go handle the thing. Yeah, and and he lands, and he's like, it's been a long time since somebody's made everybody this nervous. Yeah, yeah. Black Adam, we should talk. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. you're just like, oh, I want to see this. This is like Rocky and Apollo Creed squaring mm. off at the end of rocky three and like yeah, yeah. the ring together right? right they've been friends and they're just like oh i don't know i don't know and then they each throw the punch and it ends yep, yep and you're yep. like who won that fight who won the fight that, that was like what that moment was i was like <gasps> mm-hmm. apollo creed won that fight by the way yeah apollo creed did yeah it was revealed later in in uh actually in the creed movie by sylvester stallone when he was talking to a uh, young creed that was a great moment. Oh, you, oh, you know what we didn't talk about with Black Panther that I enjoyed was uh, the uh, the Midnight Angels, the suits and like and Akoya oh, yeah. like hating the suit and that that interaction between her and Shuri. But then we get the Midnight Angel suits. I mean, those were straight yeah. out of the books. Yeah, like, those were that amazing. Was, that was absolutely really cool. amazing. I like that part. Yeah, they did great. Um, so while you know, and to wrap up here because I feel like we've yeah, been, going we've been talking for a long time, like almost an yeah. hour and a half. To, to wrap up here, like, I don't dislike Wakanda forever. I, I thought it was a beautiful movie. I yeah. really, really did. Yeah. And, but when we set out here, it was, which was the more fun movie for me to watch? Yeah. And for me, the, the funner movie to watch was Black Adam. Um, you know, from the comic book nerd kid in me. Yeah. It was just getting to see that and despite sure. its flaws and it had them yeah right they did a great job it was really, a it was a good fun movie it was and good i would movie. and a, i would give it actually i'd give both movies in our little silly little uh three-part scale of uh well overwhelmed, overwhelmed or, or underwhelmed. underwhelmed um i'll give them both overwhelmed yeah so will i yeah for uh, sure and especially uh black adam under overwhelmed compared to my expectations oh yeah hands down yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, it probably was, I, I'm not going to argue with you that it's maybe a little more fun. I just think black Panther was the better movie mm-hmm. and yep. it, and it uh, certainly it moved me more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, I just thought they were both great movies. Yeah, um, for sure. I'm, I glad thought... we, I'm glad they both exist. I'm glad they both, yeah, that they both came out and that they're doing well. I think, I think so. Doing well. Yeah. I don't really pay a ton of attention to that, but yeah, I'm sure they're doing well. They always make buckets of cash. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. 
Thanks for sticking with us. If you're still with us, congratulations on enduring. Yeah, I'm sure right. you're ready for a pee break. I know we are because we're old, but uh, we did not have an intermission either. We did we not have an intermission. Else. We should have had an intermission. Yeah. Um, uh, tell us what you thought. What do you think of the two movies? And uh, and where are you at on the whole trajectory of DC and and Marvel? Like, I think Marvel continues to be take really bold risks with this mm-hmm. phase 27 or whatever we're in. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with, uh, you know, with um, James Gunn at the helm of DC. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, this was a good step in the right direction, I think. It was indeed. All right, everybody. uh, Thanks for coming back with us and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys.